It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. Your lives will soon get back to normal if you just do what Big Brother tells you to do. That monumental lie is breaking down. As populations finally begin to wake up, power structure desperation will rapidly and radically increase. Wait and see. You're listening to the commercial-free, non-political, global alert news hour. If you want to know just how dark the horizon is, stay tuned for the latest and most dire frontline breaking headlines. The zenith of the human race, of so-called human technology, has come at a cost that precious few are yet willing to to even contemplate as the human race continues its free fall into the bottomless abyss of social collapse fueled by the collapse of Earth's life support systems. How many are desperately trying to marginalize any that dare to tell the truth at this most critical hour? How many are hell-bent on metaphorically killing the messenger? How many have now completely committed themselves to the matrix? Which, for the record, for those that don't yet understand it, is cancerous to the core government, military, medical, media, all of it. How many have now completely submitted and surrendered to the dictates of the collective insanity, even to the point of what is done to their own bodies? How many have now accepted what cannot be undone, what cannot be reversed, and thus they are fearful to their very core of any and all who dare to try and bring to light the folly of their decision to obey without question, without investigation, without contemplation, without due deliberation. How many were and are so desperate to find a way back to their former lives, to their former existence, that they were and still are willing to conform to any and every dictate and narrative handed down from on high, again, without any rational form of scrutiny? What will come next? How many are willing to fully face the oncoming train without their eyes wide shut? Nearly 1,900 years ago, the Stoic Marcus Aurelius made this timeless statement, quote, It is the person who continues in his self-deception and ignorance who is harmed. Whatever is done, whatever mistakes have been made, so long as one is still standing, it is not too late to stand tall, to summon core courage, to do what is right, not because of any guarantee of a happy ending, but because it is right. From so long ago, Marcus Aurelius also stated this, what we do now echoes in eternity. Let's cover headlines. First, this mention of the coming Memorial Day. Here's the Wikipedia definition. Memorial Day is a federal holiday in the United States for honoring and mourning the military personnel who have died in the performance of their, quote, military duties while serving in the United States Armed Forces. For the record, and it saddens me to say this, the U.S. military has long since become a mercenary force for the shadow empire that masquerades as the U.S. government. That's the fact of the matter. And I fully realize that addressing this truth will upset many, will perhaps cause many to turn this broadcast off. But doing so won't change the historically verifiable truth. For those that cling to the fantasy notion that those in power give a damn about our military personnel, consider the following quote from one of the core global power brokers, Henry Kissinger. 
He said, military men are just dumb, stupid animals to be used as pawns in foreign policy, end quote. And yes, there are those who don't want to believe Kissinger said this, and they can certainly find someone or some source to deny it. In the end, too many choose to believe what they want to believe, what feels good to them. Unpleasant or unwanted facts are irrelevant to those trapped in such circular denial. I want to also state for the record that I have always felt deep compassion for veterans. I gave to DAV, Disabled American Veterans, and VFW, Veterans of Foreign Wars, for 20 years. I did volunteer work rehabbing horribly wounded Vietnam vets, and my heart bled for them. But the bottom line motives behind the conflicts that killed and maimed our military personnel were empire. One more for the record. While the U.S. government continues to demonize countries like Iran... Consider Iran has invaded exactly no one for well over 200 years. And in less than half that time, the U.S. empire has destabilized, invaded, and or occupied almost 100 nations that we know about, all too often leaving behind total chaos and carnage. Final question, is it rational to believe that many of these nation states whose populations are increasingly starving to death are sending us their crops and resources because they feel so much love and respect for Americans? No, they do so at the point of a gun. History is written by the victor, and we, all of us, have long since been sinking in a rapidly rising sea of total deception. Flashback headline to 2019. Pentagon report, collapse within 20 years from climate change. That's what the report states. From the report, according to the U.S. Army report, Americans could face, could, may, might, a horrifically grim future from climate change involving blackouts, disease, thirst, starvation, and war. The study found that the U.S. military itself might also collapse. This could all happen over the next two decades, the report states. And the report also mentioned coming pandemics. One could ask, how do they know? But that answer is easily verified by any who investigate without bias or preconception. And about that 20-year estimate, don't hold your breath. Based on all available data and so many factors that are already far past the breaking point, links in the chain of our former and current reality are already blowing apart. On that note, more headlines on cover-ups that can no longer be hidden. A year after mainstream media news, many sources trashed the theory that the COVID pathogen originated in Wuhan lab outlets, now back the idea. That is, so long as nobody mentions the fact that America was involved with the same research. From dozens of sources, this headline, Facebook no longer treating, quote, man-made COVID as a crackpot idea. A, quote, crackpot idea. Let's consider this headline for a moment. In the previous censorship from Facebook, a peer-reviewed science study from 2015 published in the journal Nature provided all the facts related to the engineering of the CV gain-of-function characteristic that allowed it to jump to humans. This same peer-reviewed report provided the specifics of the funding for this research, a total of $7.4 million in funding from NIH, the National Institute of Health, and Anthony Fauci's NIAID, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. These facts were covered on this broadcast, Global Alert News, a year and a half ago, and many times since. And the only reason Facebook has reversed its criminal censorship of these facts is because this part of the truth has become too well known to deny. 
but there's so much more. Look up. The operations being carried out in our skies. The dispersion of lab tests confirmed on the ground and at altitude. Highly toxic elements. Nanoparticles of aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers. The list goes on and on. And what about biologicals? You decide what those in power are capable of doing now. That their desperation is completely out of control. Question are more finally admitting to the severity of what's unfolding? Answer, only partially. Here's an example headline from last week, multiple sources. Legendary financial analyst issues dire warning. Global population will be cut in half as financial and economic chaos erupts. From that report, Egan von Greyers at Mannerhorn Asset Management based in Switzerland, legendary for his predictions on Quantitative easing and historic moves in currencies and metals told King World News that the global populations will be cut in half as financial and economic chaos erupts. That sounds bad, doesn't it? Here's the reality. This prediction falls radically short of the converging cataclysms that are closing in from all sides. In this entire report, not a single mention of Earth's collapsing life support systems, nor is there any consideration whatsoever of this core component to the entire equation. No. Rather, the entire report and its conclusion centers around hydrocarbon production and economic factors. Based on all available frontline data, here is the best case bottom line scenario that we face. If, by some miracle, a significant percentage of the human race summons the courage to fully face what is unfolding and why, and if there is a concerted, courageous effort to completely change course, there may yet be a chance that some components of the planet's life support systems may continue to function, and thus, some may survive. Best case scenario. But even that is worth fighting for with every fiber of our being. Doing so is not just an option. It is our obligation. From Fox News and other sources, this, over 1 billion people worldwide unwilling to get the CV-19 vaccine. The report states global herd immunity is at risk. Question, how many still believe that those at the top of the power structure want populations to reach herd immunity and to live happily ever after, endlessly proliferating? If you believe that is the goal of the power elite, you need to investigate much, much further. Question, what desperate actions may the power structure take next? From Bloomberg, this headline from last week, compulsory CV-19 vaccinations may be unpalatable, but necessary. The report states reluctant citizens can slow down herd immunities despite abundant vaccines. Compulsory shots are unpalatable, but may be necessary. It's only part of the report, obviously. Who allows them to decide what we put into our own systems? Experimental injections, the studies of which are not complete until 2023 in most cases. Please don't believe me. Please investigate for yourself. Next headline from the UN's own news site, news.un.org. Step up global plan for COVID-19 vaccinations. UN chief says in message to World Health Assembly. From that report, UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez said on Monday, quote, world leaders must urgently step up with a global plan for equitable access to COVID-19 vaccines. Gutierrez further stated, Further spikes and surges could claim hundreds of thousands of lives and slow the global economic recovery. Again, that's from the UN chief.
it would seem that the U.N. Secretary General has not yet read the report from Fox News that I just covered. Over a billion people worldwide don't want the CV-19 injection and about those who got it and had extreme adverse reactions from my own family. Again, my stepfather and my father-in-law both ended up in critical care hospital units within hours of their dose. Both hospitalized for almost a week. Neither one has fully recovered. Neither case was officially reported as a reaction to the injection. No surprise. The UN report also stated this. Prepare for the next pandemic. The controllers always seem to know what's coming, don't they? More on the increasingly extreme effort of the controllers to make sure that they can inject as many as possible. Oregon now is bribing its residents into getting vaccinated with a $1 million lottery. And California is entering the fray. This headline from last week, California vaccine lottery. Governor Gavin Newsom unveils. Like many other states, California has introduced a COVID vaccine lottery. Governor Gavin Newsom unveiled the $116.5 million plan. Question, do you think Gavin Newsom is willing to pay so much to get you to roll up your sleeve and take the jab because he cares so much about your health and welfare? That question doesn't even deserve the dignity of an answer. Let's cover a few more breaking reports that Gavin, Fauci, and their brethren would rather you didn't know about. From NBC New York, at least 18 cases of apparent heart problems in young people in Connecticut after CV-19 vaccine. And this headline, also from last week, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, is investigating heart problems in teenagers and young adults after Moderna and Pfizer vaccine. That's from the UK Daily Mail. And this headline, study finds that 25% of vaccinated people have suffered from post-immunization effects ranging from mild to life-threatening. I'm just covering headlines from multiple reputable sources. You decide what you want to investigate and what you're willing to accept as a verifiable reality or what you may want to ignore. Choice is yours. I'm simply here to try to present the data. That's all I can do. And I will continue to do that to the best of my ability. Until the insanity is fully exposed or until I'm relieved from my post. And to every single individual listening, never, ever underestimate your ability to affect the equation. I never wanted to do any of this that I'm doing now. I wanted to plant trees in the forest and watch them grow for the rest of my days. That's all I wanted to do. To try to restore habitat. To try to make a difference in what has always been my cathedral, the forest. But I couldn't stay there in good conscience knowing what I knew. And every single individual listening, as I've stated so many times, could be the last grain of sand to tilt the scale in the right direction. We simply need to apply ourselves to the task at hand. And as the proverb goes, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Join me in this march. Join me in this battle. If we stand together we may yet make a profound difference, even at this late hour. Continuing with headlines, given all that I have just stated, the issues with the injections from major sources, easily verifiable, simply giving you the headlines. Now consider this breaking report from the New York Times from last week. Johnson & Johnson will test its vaccine in infants. Again, from the New York Times. Question, has the medical industrial complex transitioned from using lab rats to using infants? Again, you decide. Next headline, major cruise lines to restart voyages for vaccinated passengers. From the stick to the carrot, 
The desperation of the controllers, again, grows by the day. And this headline report. CDC, Centers for Disease Control, changes test thresholds. Why would they do that? That's very interesting. If you know nothing about the tests that have been used and the amount of cycles used in this test, the PCR test, and the amount of false positives that came from that, then you can put these dots together and understand if they reduced the cycles, there would be far less false positives. And that skews the data in a particular direction now that the vaccines are being administered. How do these dots fit together? Again, put them together yourself. Form the picture yourself. I'm not here to give conclusions. I'm here to give pieces of the puzzle. Next headline. World Health Organization, the WHO, calls for global surveillance, more authority over nations, and billions in funding. Not hard to see where that road's leading, is it? Plugs right into this next headline, titled, Total Tyranny Will All Be Targeted Under the Government's New Pre-Crime Program. The Biden administration announced its plan for a, quote, pre-crime crime prevention agency. Not hard to see where that road's leading. Let's add some more logs to the fire. Another headline from last week. Nature Journal publishes article by Peter Hotez calling for medical police state tyranny against vaccine skeptics. You're not allowed to decide what is put into your own system. At least that's what Peter Hotez wants. He's on CNN all the time. This is a power structure minion to the core. And this follow-up report from last week. OSHA, the Occupational Safety Hazard organization of the U.S. government, abruptly reverses course and says employers now will no longer be liable for COVID vaccine injuries after all. What a surprise. Nobody's responsible for CV-19 injection caused injury or death. And that's the bottom line. That's the policy of the global controllers. Pharmaceutical industrial complex has had total blanket legal immunity from any and all liability for any and all death and injury that their injections cause for how many decades now? Why don't people think about that? It's baffling to me, absolutely baffling. What other risks are we unknowingly being exposed to? Let's take a little detour for a moment. 100% of oat products tested positive for glyphosate. How many ways can those in power break us down? Friends of Earth, looking to, this is an organization, looking to uncover how many pesticides and herbicide residues are in commonly eaten foods, tested store brand cereal, beans, and products from the top four food retailers in the U.S., Walmart, Kroger, Costco, and Albertson Safeway. Altogether, 132 samples of house brand were tested for more than 30, from more than 30 U.S. stores in 15 states. Residues of glyphosate and pesticides, neonicotinoids, and organophosphates were found with glyphosate being detected in 100% of oat and pinto bean samples tested. 100%. Same is true, for example, for wines in California, even organic. 100% have glyphosate in them. As I slog through more headlines, always remember and consider that biosphere collapse will be the bottom line in this entire equation with, with all these subjects. I'll get to that shortly in this broadcast. Please stay with me, but I want to put a few more pieces of the puzzle together first. Given what I just covered about the tainted food products, is this next headline connected? You decide. Nearly half a billion people on the planet now have diabetes, though many have no idea. That's from a new study. Half a billion. Now from Bloomberg. 
the great unfunded green hydrogen dream of Europe's oil refiners. Europe's oil refiners have big plans to boost the use of green hydrogen to help them make fuel, an important component of the petroleum industry's plans to cut its operational carbon. What a massive lie. Lies on top of lies on top of lies. Only collapse will bring the hydrocarbon machine to a halt. But collapse is perilously near at this point. Also from Bloomberg, more relating to the collapsing societies that so many are not yet willing to face. Deutsche Bank's nightmare decade is gone, but not yet forgotten. Really, it's over? It's over for Deutsche Bank. They're out of the woods. Here's the truth. The nightmare is just beginning on countless fronts. Let's keep pressing on with this subject matter. Bloomberg section of articles titled, Navigating Through Uncertainty. Again, total Pollyanna delusion. You don't navigate through biosphere collapse with a few extra gold coins and a diversified portfolio. It's total delusion designed to pacify populations until the brutal bitter end, until we hit the wall at full velocity. Another headline last week, fed to treasury dealers in Congress. We can't count on you. We're taking charge. Who's really running the show? Yes, the Fed, the private bankers, or rather those who control them from behind the curtain. I've made this clear over and over and over when people ask, who are they? Who are they in control of everything, ultimately? They are those who control the flow of money. How could it be otherwise? They fund militaries, thus they control militaries, thus they control countries. That is the they that are pulling the levers all the way around. And if you think those they that I refer to care at all about your welfare, think again. Populations around the globe, as I said, over and over and over are not just expendable to those at the top of the power structure pyramid. They are a rapidly increasing liability. Not hard to reach that conclusion if you simply examine the data. And there's this from Bloomberg. Elon Musk's Mars ambition could be the riskiest human quest ever, or perhaps one of the greatest theaters of mass deception ever, the report should say. How big are the lies? How deep do they go? Question, how many have stopped to ponder the following? Does it seem a bit perplexing that we are told we are driving a dune buggy around on the moon in the 60s? Again, or so we have been told. And we never went back? And now, top NASA officials claim that they, quote, lost the technology to go back, end quote? Pardon me? Yes, that's their official position at this time. They lost the technology to go back. Further, NASA has stated that much or most of the original film footage is now deleted. Why? Because they, NASA, stated that rolls of film are expensive and no one was watching the moon landing footage, so they just decided to record over the reels of film. Is any of that even remotely believable? And let's not forget, no other country has claimed to have landed on the moon. And the U.S. government has warned other countries not to send their manless moon probes anywhere near the part of the moon where we are told the U.S. landing took place. We are living on a planetary asylum. And it's about to get real. We need to question absolutely everything. For the record, I'm not offering any conclusion on the subject matter I just covered. What I'm stating is this, if we blindly believe whatever we're told, without even considering or investigating, for example, facts like those I just cited, how can it ever be possible to see the wider horizon clearly, through a clear lens? How's life going in the meantime, down here on planet Earth? CDC's absurd guidelines for summer camps, a recipe for dystopian, quote, fun. Here's some key ingredients in the CDC's recipe for dystopian summer fun at summer camps. 
Two-layer masks should be worn at all times, indoors and out, except for eating, drinking, and swimming. Next point, don't allow close contact games and sports. Next, avoid sharing of objects such as toys, games, and art supplies. Sounds like a great summer camp, doesn't it? Next, separate children on buses by skipping rows. Next, divide children into cohorts and then keep them away from other cohorts. Next, children should stay three feet away from kids in their cohort and six feet away from those outside their cohort. Campers and staff included should stay six feet from each other, as should fellow staff members. And finally, while eating and drinking, stay six feet away from everybody, even your own cohort. That sounds like an incredibly wonderful summer camp, doesn't it? What kind of psychological damage will that do? And how are such draconian dictates working out? Let's take an updated look at how well such provisions worked out in Shasta County, California. Before the mask mandate and other CV-19 protocols, the officially stated CV-19 infection number for Shasta County was hovering at about 30. Since the mask mandates and other CV-19 protocols went into effect, the official amount of CV-19 infections in Shasta County escalated to over 12,000. That's a 40,000% increase. Should we consider that success? You decide. More statistics. Latest Centers for Disease Control data show reports on adverse events after CV-19 vaccines surpass 200,000, including 943 among 12 to 17-year-olds. The CDC's VAERS data, that's a vaccine adverse event recording system, their data released recently showed 227,805 reports of adverse events following CV-19 vaccines, including 4,201 deaths and 18,528 serious injuries. That's between December 14th, 2020 and May 14th, 2021. Next, peer-reviewed study from the Journal of Medicine of Virology. This, let's add this to the equation. Again, this is peer-reviewed study. Journal of Medical Virology. Herpes zoster emergence following mRNA CV19 vaccine. That doesn't sound good, does it? But hey, if you have a massive herpes outbreak after your injection, you can just treat it with your daily pill pack from Amazon. Yes, Amazon now has a service to deliver your daily fistful of big pharma concoctions in a convenient daily packet. The joys of technology go on and on. What a circus of insanity it all is. Very hard to get your arms around it. In fact, impossible to truly comprehend. What's next? This from businessinsider.com from last week. Deadly drug-resistant fungi are the next big public health threat. The controllers always seem compelled to disclose their plans. They are, unfortunately, all too aware of the fact that the vast majority will never bother to investigate. And for the record, the constant aerosol spraying operations are platforms for fungal proliferation. It's already happening in the environment. Fungal ailment is rampant with many forms of flora and fauna and certainly killing all the soil microbial life. And that's what happens in the human body. When you take certain elements that destroy your microbiome, your intestinal flora, what happens? Fungal proliferation comes next. Now it's happening on an unimaginable scale throughout the entire web of life. And what might be added to the ongoing aerosol atmospheric injection operations? Look up, take a deep breath, and think about that. 
Many more breaking reports in a moment. First, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and by doing so, helping to turn the tide of insanity. Thank you for making your voice heard in this most critical effort to sound the alarm. It is our collective efforts that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 303, May 29th, 2021. This is the bad news broadcast, but it's critically important information that covers the issues we must face if we're to have any chance of changing course. This non-political, commercial-free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This news hour is broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Washington State, on the East Coast, in Alabama, Chicago, San Antonio, Texas, Tampa, Florida, and now in Sacramento, San Francisco, and San Diego. Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest geoengineeringwatch.org awareness-raising materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. With rapidly rising postal rates, we're now at a loss with many of our shipments, but we're not going to change our prices. Our only goal is to get the materials into circulation as fast as possible because we are rapidly running out of time. The recently completed geoengineeringwatch.org documentary on climate engineering titled The Dimming is now posted on the top center of the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. This is conclusive proof of what heavy aircraft are emitting into our atmosphere. Please help us to overcome social media censorship and to expose the insanity in our skies once and for all by sharing the link to this groundbreaking documentary that fully exposes the ongoing climate engineering onslaught. Again, you can find it on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Grassroots methods of sounding the alarm are how we overcome the tyrannical censorship by power structure controlled so-called media sources. Moving on, just how dark is the wider horizon? This headline report from last week, biodiversity devastation, human-driven decline requires millions of years to recover. I've stated this on geoengineeringwatch.org over and over and over. From this report, the current biodiversity crisis, often called the sixth mass extinction, is one of the critical challenges we face. That's a gross understatement. In the 21st century, numerous species are threatened with extinction. For the record, we're losing two to 300 species of plant, animal, and insect to extinction every single day. That's a million and a half percent of normal. You wouldn't really gather that from the way they stated that, would you? The report continues, mostly as a direct result or indirect consequence of human impact. Habitat destruction, climate change, over-exploitation, and pollution are among the main causes for Earth's biota to decline so rapidly. No mention of the climate engineering elephant in the equation, which is mathematically and statistically the single most destructive human activity ever launched by the human race. Climate engineering continues to be ignored. This report continues. Damage now being done in decades to centuries may take, could may my, millions of years to undo. Then the report states this. By 2120, a third of the living freshwater species may have vanished. Could may might. Let's stop there. The blatant lie of what could may might happen 100 years from now, that's already here now. Aquatic life of all forms, freshwater and in our oceans, are completely collapsing. Over 90% of pelagic fish populations in our seas, the food fish, are already gone. Over 2 billion people around the world depend on this source of food for their daily existence. What are they going to do now? And this report states it could, may, might get bad in 2100. What a travesty of total deception. We've lost 70% of Earth's wildlife populations in the last 40 years alone. On the current trajectory, we faced a zero hour for no functional wildlife populations left on planet Earth in 2026. 
Insect population collapse already occurred. 80 to 90% decline right now. Plankton population, 60% down. We're in the fast track to total planetary omnicide. And statistically, mathematically, that graphs out somewhere about the middle of this decade, not 2100. And for those that haven't yet been willing to connect this dot, when humans have no more functional habitat, we die. We are gone. Biosphere collapse has beat the controllers to the intersection, so to speak. The collapse of the planet's life support systems has accelerated far past what the power structure was prepared for. Thus, the warp speed ramp up of agendas and objectives from them. Next headline on that front. Biden shut down Wuhan lab investigation probing CV-19 origins. And we all know that that is already been reversed. The Biden administration has already reversed its position, sort of, at least officially. For the record, any such so-called investigation is a total farce. All major powers have been and are working together behind the scenes on numerous ongoing crimes. CV-19 and climate engineering, aka weather warfare, are at the top of that list. Again, this reminder of what I already covered in this broadcast and many previously, of the peer-reviewed study published by the journal Nature in 2015, which conclusively proves the U.S. and China were colluding and cooperating, i.e. working together, on the engineering of the gain-of-function characteristic of the CV-19 pathogen. Not speculation. Fact of record. Next headline. Nine new vaccine billionaires amass combined net worth of $19.3 billion during pandemic. From that report, quote, Big Pharma's monopoly on COVID vaccines generated a massive increase in wealth for a handful of people. These are the disaster capitalists, but again, it will do them no good for much longer. The comparison I've made in the past, it's like pirates filling their pockets with loot on the deck of a sinking ship. They will sink with it. That is the trajectory we are on. And for those that still conclude the top of the power structure needs their tax money to carry all this out, please remember this. They who print unlimited money from thin air don't need or care about tax revenue from the masses. Again, they print whatever they want for whatever they want. They have been able to so far. Next headline, White House touts U.S. reaching 50% adults fully vaccinated. Again, how incredibly motivated the controllers are to inject the entire population. Why isn't that a red flag to more of the population? From the start of the CV scenario, geoengineeringwatch.org has stated on the record that the CV-19 fires would continue to be stoked. On that note, this headline from last week, or would it be more correct to state this warning from the controllers from Newsweek? Quote, forget herd immunity. Winter COVID surges will bring lockdowns, travel bans, and crammed intensive care units. That's their warning. As I cover an excerpt from this report, remember... Biosphere collapse is dictating the desperation. The Newsweek report goes on to say this. The pandemic is not over. It states in the U.S., the nation is still divided in its willingness to accept vaccines or heed precautions against infection. Newsweek then tells us, quote, vaccination rates have peaked and herd immunity now seems unlikely before next winter, almost guaranteeing that pockets of people will remain vulnerable to the coronavirus in the fall as the cold weather closes in. Cold weather with the help of geoengineering and toxic chemical ice nucleation operations. Search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn about that aspect of climate engineering. Next excerpt from the Newsweek report. 
The coronavirus will continue to circulate widely for months, giving it plenty of opportunities to mutate into troublesome new forms that chip away at the effectiveness of vaccines. The prospect that dangerous new variants will trigger fresh outbreaks with the accompanying lockdowns, travel restrictions, and calls for social distancing and mask wearing is a dark cloud over hopes of a return to pre-pandemic normal in 2021 and 2022. That is the schedule being handed down by those in power. But wait, there's more. More to this Newsweek report. It states, if the first phase of the pandemic was characterized by the clear and present danger of a pandemic virus to more than 7 billion people whose immune systems were totally unprepared for the new pathogen, the second phase we're entering now is full of ambiguity, uncertainty, and division. They then state, come winter, pockets of vaccine-hesitant people in the U.S. will still have no immune protection against COVID-19. How's it going for those that got their vaccination, the, quote, breakthrough cases? I'll get to that in a moment. Stay tuned. But this Newsweek report continues with this. Variants will likely make trouble for many months, perhaps years. They then state the South African variant B1351 and the Brazilian variant P1 have some ability to evade the immune protection of current vaccines. The B1351 variant, for instance, is known to blow right past the defenses of the AstraZeneca vaccine. As the coronavirus butts up against populations of fully vaxxed people, it will continue to look for a way in. It sounds like a science fiction script, doesn't it? Are the controllers laughing it up over drinks behind closed doors as all of this continues to unfold? The Newsweek report continues with this. Vaccine-resistant variants have already gained a foothold in the U.S. Strains of the virus found in California and Oregon have some of the same mutations as P1. Variants in the southeastern U.S. have mutations also found in B1351. As more and more people are vaccinated effectively against B117 and others, those strains that can resist vaccines will gain a relative evolutionary advantage and may come to predominate. New variants will also continue to emerge. They seem to always, again, know what's coming. Question, is that because they're writing the script? Does anyone else find it interesting, or should I say alarming, that official government sources and their mainstream media partners never, ever mention anything whatsoever about the scientifically inarguable benefits of bolstering our own miraculous immune systems with proper nutrition and appropriate supplementation? Never, ever any mention of the fact that well over 90% of the U.S. population is vitamin D deficient, which of course has obvious ramifications for immune systems and pathogen contraction. Always keep the wider horizon in mind. With biosphere collapse unfolding by the day and global food supplies already waning, the global controllers believe they have only one way forward. We are constantly being told from every imaginable source that vaccines are, quote, safe and effective. Let's consider breaking CDC data. On the effective part, straight from the CDC's website, Center for Disease Control, COVID-19 vaccine breakthrough case investigation and reporting. As of May 1st, 2021, CDC transitioned from monitoring all reported vaccine breakthrough cases to focus on identifying only and investigating only hospitalized or fatal cases due to any cause. The shift will help maximize the quality of data collection on cases of greatest clinical and public health importance. Wait a minute. Stop and consider. But the CDC's ignoring any and every breakthrough case, that is to say a case in which someone was vaccinated and got COVID anyway, by ignoring all the cases except those that are hospitalized and or who die, they are, in a sense, covering up countless breakthrough cases, aren't they? Isn't that what this amounts to? How can you come to any other conclusion but that? Now let's consider this new report from Fox News. CDC reports 10,000 breakthrough CV-19 cases. 
The Fox report further states this. The figures likely represent a substantial undercount. Actually, that quote was from a CDC researcher. The numbers are shocking, especially when taking into consideration, again, the fact that only a very small percentage are ever reported. And in addition to the breakthrough cases reported and not reported, there are the, quote, adverse reactions, most of which go unreported, as I already stated in this broadcast, my two family members. For those who receive their livelihoods from the medical industrial complex to report such adverse reactions is at minimum a bad career decision. Ultimately, they are beholden to those who print the money. That's where all roads lead. The vast majority of the medical industrial complex has and is towing the line for their paymasters. The vast majority of populations continue to pretend everything's okay when it's anything but. So many continue to pretend that the so-called experts and the endless money printing central bankers that are ultimately, again, the ones paying the so-called experts are genuinely concerned about protecting the public's health and welfare. When an unfiltered examination of available facts paints a completely different picture. The CDC website uses the most simplistic verbiage to gloss over the facts and ends up basically stating, quote, trust us, everything is fine. We live in an asylum. And again, for the record, mathematically and statistically, the planet's collapsing life support systems can no longer support the massive human population or the loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute policies of the human population. Those in power are acutely aware of this fact. Question, what actions should we have long since expected them to implement? That blank isn't hard to fill in for any that have summoned the courage to fully face reality. I fully understand that there are many that are simply just trying to survive from day to day, especially in third world nations. And I am certainly not faulting them. But what I am saying is this, especially in first world militarized, industrialized nations, those in power couldn't do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. That is simply the fact of the matter. People we all work with just doing their jobs. That is how the system functions. You have very few people at the top, but they are able to game the entire system by their control of money and everyone who's willing to do whatever they're told for that paycheck and pension. That's how we got here. What an incredibly sad chapter it is for humanity, and it's going to get worse, unimaginably worse, at blinding speed. Question, how many of the vaccinated have any idea whatsoever about what they were injected with? Just asking the question. The majority of vaccine recipients I've spoken to didn't even know which vaccine they had been injected with, let alone what was in the injection itself. What a shockingly blind obedience to official dictates. On the subject of control, let's talk about the weather and the climate engineering elephant in the sky that almost none are yet willing to even acknowledge, let alone talk about. From NPR, National Public Radio, which for the record is now just another power structure owned entity. This headline from last week, who should control Earth's thermostat? Question mark. The report states, as humans look to figure out how to slow global warming, something that almost sounds like science fiction sometimes comes up, solar geoengineering, the human attempt to cool the planet by reflecting sunlight away from Earth. The report then states, for now, the technologies are largely theoretical. Theoretical? Really? It's theoretical to put a jet up in the sky and spew out particles? Something that's been going on for well over a hundred years? But how much of the public buys this nonsense that it's just theoretical? You're not really seeing what you're seeing in the sky. That's just a figment of your imagination. An asylum. We live in an absolute asylum. The NPR report continues, but the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine issued a report in March examining the idea of weather and how solar geoengineering research might proceed. 
I, I don't have the words anymore. We're all drowning in a sea of lies, and the majority of the population seems all too willing to accept any deception that's dished up, so long as they feel that in doing so, their lives might someday, quote, go back to normal. Any such notion couldn't be further from reality. Skies around the world are routinely, or in some locations constantly, tainted with the geoengineering jet aircraft sprayed toxic filth. Not just the highly visible, lingering particulate trails, but the spread out, wispy, dirty, hazy skies that the so-called forecasters, i.e. the script readers, now call mostly sunny. That's what a mostly sunny sky is. No natural clouds, just jet-spewed climate engineering filth all over the sky. So-called forecasters somehow know that there will be no rain, even on days predicted to be cloudy. This is the case in the West, constantly. So many forecasts now show the UV radiation readings as, quote, very high. No more scale, because the reality is that the levels of UV radiation now bombarding the planet are off the scale, including DNA-damaging UVC radiation. Though the geoengineers are steering moisture flows over some regions to facilitate surface cooldowns with chemical ice nucleation processes in other regions, white featureless skies, which are completely drying up the atmosphere, are a constant threat in many locations, again, like the West. Remember the following term, which I've addressed numerous times on this broadcast, vapor pressure deficit. This is the condition being created by the climate engineers in formerly lush regions all over the world. Northern California is a primary example. VPD means that the increasingly warm or hot air should be carrying more moisture, but it isn't because climate engineering desiccant particles are thwarting evaporation and drying up atmospheric relative humidity. VPD is what makes a desert a desert. Excessive heat with no moisture. VPD is like an atmospheric moisture vacuum, siphoning any and all available moisture from vegetation and soils. Trees sense that they will lose what little moisture they have if they breathe by opening their stomata, their respiratory ports, through which they normally feed on carbon and release oxygen. The trees, in essence, shut down. They become dormant in a desperate attempt to retain their last remaining moisture content. And this is why the forests no longer smell like a forest. And again, precipitation that is robbed from one region becomes a deluge elsewhere. A total disruption of the hydrological cycle. That is the result of the ongoing climate engineering assault. The weathermakers are yet again setting the template for massive wildfires in western North America. This is not speculation. Satellite imagery confirms geoengineering operations are continuing to completely cut off the flow of moisture into regions like Northern California. Further, the regions are baked under engineered high-pressure systems that create sinking and compressing air which further heats the surface. Northern California is scheduled to hit 110 degrees as we end the month of May. In the meantime, parts of the U.S. are scheduled to be the recipients of yet another engineered cooldown via chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding of moisture migrating from the record warm Gulf of Mexico. Weather and temperature whiplash scenarios, that is the fruit of the weather terrorists. Northern California is so bone dry that many will likely soon have their spigots shut off. Geoengineeringwatch.org has been sounding the alarm about this for well over a decade, and even now, it seems most are content, pretending nothing is wrong. Search the Engineered Drought Catastrophe Target California article to learn more. Better yet, search the entire Engineering Drought section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Governor Gavin Newsom knows full well that the climate engineering operations are cutting off California's rain. Newsom knows California is the driest it has been for over 1,200 years based on paleo data and hurling toward what will likely be the most extreme fire season ever. What's Newsom's response? To drastically cut firefighting crews. 
and never forget every single highly toxic climate engineering nanoparticle that is sprayed into our skies settles down to the surface where we get to inhale the bioavailable and bioaccumulative material. I'm almost out of time for this broadcast. A few more headlines. This one on chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding from last week. Freezing rain and hailstones killed 21 ultramarathon runners in China. When have you ever heard a headline like that? But what's the temperatures like in other parts of the world? From the Moscow Times and other sources, Russian Arctic temperatures now hotter than in Mediterranean. Don't hear much about that on U.S. mainstream news, do we? Another headline. Extreme heat forms across Arabian Peninsula after record Russian heat wave. They're experiencing temperatures there, by the way, up to 122 degrees Fahrenheit now, and it's still spring. Another headline. NOAA's climate data raises question about what's normal for temperatures. NOAA is the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. I have addressed this over and over on this broadcast. Total temperature skewing to the downside, not the upside, and they make normal hotter than it ever used to be by taking the most recent bracket of temperatures, which is hotter and hotter and hotter. They're skewing the temperatures radically and deceiving the public as to what normal actually is. The planet is in total meltdown, and they're doing everything they can to hide that fact. Another headline, a real hot spot. Study shows Arctic warming three times faster than the rest of the Earth. That's an understatement. Next headline, parts of Greenland may be on the verge of tipping point. New early warning signals detected. Understatement. Past the tipping point, long ago. Next headline, last week from sciencealert.com. The largest iceberg in the world just broke off from Antarctica and is floating away. Just the beginning. And this, from Yale Environment 360. Submarine permafrost has been overlooked as major source of greenhouse gases, scientists warned. GeoengineeringWatch.org has been warning about it for a decade and a half. The mass methane release occurring from formerly frozen methane deposits in Arctic tundra and on the Arctic seafloor. Enough methane to turn our planet into a scorched, lifeless ball of rock. Global climate engineering operations, a.k.a. weather warfare, are further fueling the overall process, not mitigating it. A final report for this broadcast. Could humans really destroy all life on Earth? Question mark. The report states the seemingly insatiable human tendency to consume is changing our planet and the life on it, but can we change our behavior? Another question mark on this report. Among the many global catastrophic risks known to humans, some are entertained in the media more than others. Asteroid impacts, supervolcano eruptions, and climate change have all received the Hollywood treatment, and each of these have taken a devastating toll on our planet's life in the past. Yet unknown to many people, a new global threat capable of destroying life itself is brewing in the shadows of our everyday lives. It's driven by the immense human desire for material gain. This is especially true of the controllers themselves. For every bit of this material we use, there is a growing web of global actions that is slowly stripping humans' emotional health, depleting Earth's resources, and degrading our planet's habitats. Do we have it in us to stop before it's too late? Humanity is now a major factor in shaping the face of the planet. Correction. Not a major factor. The major factor. Humans have already ushered in a new geologic epoch called the Anthropocene, the age of humans. So why has this happened? Are humans genetically inclined to be materialistic to the point of our own destruction? Is the accumulation of anthropogenic matter merely a measure of humans' annihilation rate? Or will nature equip humans to cope with this problem? Such questions matter. The limits of science have never been more glaringly apparent when trying to solve this conundrum. Reliance upon, quote, green technology solutions alone is flawed. 
That's a gross understatement because the focus is still based on new stuff and more use, not to alter lifestyles or business models that handed us this problem in the first place. This irrational savage materialism is deeply ingrained for many in our societies, and most especially to the rulers and controllers themselves. In the United States, Thanksgiving is followed by another carnival called Black Friday. During this ritual, long lines of customers hit the malls and often get injured or trampled, but people are convinced that it's an effort worth the trouble. In the age of the Anthropocene, humans may feel entitled to pin hope on technology to fix any problems so that they can continue to do what they are doing. Faced with the accumulation of long-lived plastic in the environment, for example, a spurt of innovation led to biodegradable coffee cups, bags for life, and reusable straws. But while it is true that a sustainable growth model that included our environment has much larger potential to persist, we need a different approach to sustainability that addresses our massive consumerism. The passive approach to the proliferation of anthropogenic mass is not merely due to the lack of knowledge about its impact, but in general, it has to do with the human inclination to dismiss facts that don't fit their worldview. Humans are naturally disposed to disregard issues that are not challenging their daily lives or those which dilute their convenience. Studies have shown that for most species, evolutionary adaptation is not expected to be sufficiently rapid to buffer the effects of environmental changes being wrought by human activity, and our own species will be no exception to this rule. Translation, if the human race remains on the current course, no one gets out alive. How are we to face such a horizon? Here's another statement of timeless wisdom from Marcus Aurelius. The object of life is not to be on the side of the majority, but to escape finding oneself in the ranks of the insane. Never let the future disturb you. You will meet it, if you have to, with the same weapons of reason which today arm you against the present. I am often asked, is it already too late? And my answer is this, too late for what? Too late for a guaranteed happy ending? By most people's definitions, the answer would be yes. We are far past the point of any return to the once thriving planet we had. But about the rest of the question, it's never too late to do what's right because it's right. And in doing so, the individual's story ends well, no matter what the outcome of the wider horizon. No one can take our will, ever. What will each of us do with the time we have been given? Choose to stand against the tidal wave of insanity, against the gathering storm. Refuse to go silently into the night. As I've stated so many times, those in power are not gods and we are not helpless. No matter how dark the horizon, if we stand together, if we stand steadfast against the rising tide of total insanity, we can yet make a difference. All are needed in this epic battle. All are needed at the front line. To learn more about how you can help to turn this tide of insanity, see the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geodreamwatch.org. Please, make your voice heard. Make every day count. The sand in the hourglass is rapidly running out. Until next week, face to the wind, stay strong, stay safe. This is Dane Wigginton with geodreamwatch.org.